Hey, horror fans, and welcome back to the annual Cinemania Killathon podcast event. My name is Dwayne, and this is the horror event where myself and members from the film and horror community come together to discuss five different subgenres in horror. This is part five and the final part of the event, so I really want to appreciate, uh, well, I really want to mention that I appreciate all of you guys for listening this far. If you haven't, please make sure you go and listen to part ones through four, uh, where we talked about paranormal horror movies, slashers, monster movies, and art house horror movies. Uh, so much fun, fun stuff going on today for the Killer-thon, but for part five, we have myself, Hannah from the Cinemania World Team, Kayla from the Cinemania World Team and Horror in Session, Manda from the Cinemania World Team and Candid Cinema, Alyssa from the Cinemania World Team and Mainly Movies, Kristen from Pulp Culture Planet, and Kenzie from the Robert Podcast and Podcast, uh, and we dived into Women in Horror. This is the big one, the big epic finale of the Killer Thon, so I'm very excited. We talked about our general thoughts on Women in Horror favorite characters in horror, and what we would want to see more of regarding women in this genre. It was a very fun show, but before we get into part five, and the final part, I might add, I wanted to let you guys know how you can support the podcast. To support this event and all the hard work from everyone involved, please give us a rating like this episode, or you can subscribe on any platform that you are listening on, and you can pick up some exclusive Killerthon merch up on our Tee Public. Anything helps, and I would really, really appreciate it. Once again, my name is Dwayne, and this is the Cinemania Killerthon on the Cinemania World Podcast. Enjoy the final episode once again, and thank you so much for joining us today in our annual Cinemania Killerthon. Let's get right into it. Have a very special Halloween, everyone. And wear your mask, and don't forget to vote. Please vote. Your voice matters. Back to the Cinemania World podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our last and final show of the Cinemania Killer Thon. This is part five, where we will be diving into women in horror movies. Um, so I have a very, very stacked group of wonderful ladies. So uh, to get started today, I'm going to, uh, first things first, introduce my co-host for the Cinemania Live show, Hannah. Hannah, hello. Double duty today. Yes. <laughs> Super excited. Booked and busy, as I like to say. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, very nice to hear from you, as always. And next, we have from the Cinemini World Team, She3PO Podcast, and Horror in Session, also booked and busy. Kayla, <laughs> Kayla, how are you? Good. I'm here this time. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah, you missed earlier with Art I House. Know. I'm Listen, sorry. it's fine with me because everybody was ganging up on me for me not liking the lighthouse, so it's fine. Really? <laughs> they, whoa, um... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> listen, 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 don't. I, 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 They're right. Three against one, as it should be. <laughs> as it um, should be. <laughs> all right. And we are also joined from the Cinemini World team and mainly movies. We have Alyssa. Alyssa, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting some snow soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just left me, so you can have all of it. Take it. <laughs> um, all right. Very nice to hear from you, as always. And we have from the Cinemania World team and Candid Cinema, we have Manda. Manda, how are you? I'm doing great. It's kind of getting cold here, too. We had some flurries today, so we don't oh, you're want on the, the East Coast as well, right? Yeah, we don't want the yeah. snow right now, man. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it, but since you said that you got snow, I'm kind of worried now. Yeah, right, right. So, um, also, we have, uh, for the first time on the podcast, we have um, from the, listen, I hate to say this title, but I have to, the Robert Pad Podcasting uh, Podcast. <laughs> We have uh, with Kenna, uh, with Kenna, oh my God, with Hannah. Uh, we have Kenzie. Kenzie, how are you? 
I'm so good. I stopped listening to Ariana Grande to appear here. Um, brief detour. All right, very nice to hear from you. Listen, am I the only one? The album is not that great. I don't know. I agree. Listen. Take it back. Take Whoa. it back. Whoa. I was so excited and I was so Got disappointed. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like to hear that. Am I the only one who hasn't listened to it? Yes, Alyssa. Oh my God, Alyssa. I, I feel like chat. you're probably the only person on the internet that hasn't. <laughs> All right. And uh, lastly, we have um, from Pop Culture Planet on YouTube, we have Kristen. Kristen, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Very nice to have you on the show here today. So, I have uh, uh, grabbed all of you wonderful people for the show today to talk to take a, to take a deep dive into women of uh, women in the uh, horror genre. So it's the part of the killer thon. In uh, the past couple of uh, shows, we were diving into subgenres. I don't think women in horror is a subgenre. It's kind of just like a you know like a open open for like conversation as far as like um, you know women all types of uh, women in the horror genre as far as like final girls and then like uh, female protagonists and antagonists, all that type of stuff. So I'm very excited to see, uh, to hear from everyone to, and for everyone to give their thoughts on today's show. Um, I'm not going to say much. I already mentioned that before we started the the, the, the recording. Um, you know, this is this is all for you guys and all for you guys to give kind of to give kind of your thoughts on all of this. So I'm very excited to get into it. So uh, before we get into like favorite kind of um, uh, women in horror movies, I want to go through just general thoughts on women in horror in general. So I'll start off with Hannah. Why don't you give some some thoughts on the genre and how women are treated in this genre? Uh, do you, are you are you a fan of it? Are you not? Let's go from there. So basically, uh, <laughs> women are either really great or really terrible in horror. <laughs> they're they're usually always damsels in distress, and I've told you this before that it really bothers me um, mm -hmm. because I am very very tired of that stereotype that they're just there for like either sex appeal or to be like in trouble um so you know when i go down my list it'll be very reflective of uh antagonist female antagonist because i love when women are given the chance to like be um be scary and intimidating which you know doesn't happen a whole lot in film because unfortunately that uh those kind of roles go to men so yeah uh that's how i feel about women in horror but when it when they're great they're amazing uh like some of the people that i have on my list right now i think that they're some of my favorite characters of all time so yeah all right um all right so uh let's go on to uh amanda what about you what's some of your general thoughts on women in horror I totally agree with her in that case. Like, for example, in slasher films, it's kind of like a hit or miss. It depends on how well-written the characters are. Um, I do think that they they do have some sort of, um, like, great storytelling in that way. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of like you have to flip a coin. Some of them are, like, standouts, and I have, like, some great classics on my list as well. Um, and it is it is kind of annoying, especially in the modern age of horror, like, they shouldn't write women in like damsels in distress anymore. I kind of think it's like an outdated um, thing and we see it all the time, but yeah, I completely agree with Hannah in that case. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I would agree as well too. Um, let's go to Alyssa. What about you? Um, well, I also uh, concur with what uh, Hannah and Amanda both said. Um, and that, that's something that's a, an interesting thing that has started to evolve a little bit more uh, recently, I think. Um, certainly in uh, kind of the, the beginning of the slasher genre, um, women were almost exclusively kind of this damsel in distress type uh, character. Um, but certainly uh, as we've kind of moved forward and, and definitely in this recent uh, kind of resurgence of horror in uh, in the last decade or so here, um, we, we've really seen some, some very, very strong uh, female characters, both um, protagonists and antagonists. Um, so I think that's something that has um, has really started to uh, change as of late. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree, especially when you go from like uh, back in the old days, like in the eighties, to like now, and how um, characters are treated. But we'll dive into uh, more of that. Let's go to Kristen. What about you? What's, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think that over time we are definitely starting to see more 
diversity and more uh, just like stronger women in different ways leading horror films, which I think is so cool. Um, those are some of my favorite projects when you really get to see um, people take a story that we know and kind of twist it and and give us these these more powerful women who are, you know, going through things, but also trying to protect the people around them and are not going to stop and, and let, you know, some some villain come in and, uh, you know, take over their their narrative or their story. And, and you know, we get to see these women who, you know, will fight through to the end. Um, and I just think in general, we're starting to finally see other voices as well come in and, and start making those types of stories, which is really awesome because I think that's really important, you know, having the you know, women and people of color in front of the screen, behind the scenes and criticism and in ways where we really get to see these stories being told in more authentic ways and not just stereotypes of what women are like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Cause I, I would, uh, one of the things I was going to bring up was that I don't see a lot of uh, women horror directors that, but mm -hmm. I would love, I know there's mm -hmm. a thousand out there and the idea of like, oh, there's just not enough. There, there's always plenty of, of roles for, uh, for these kind of things. So I definitely, definitely would agree. Uh, let's go to Kenzie. What about you? Where, 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 what's your thoughts on uh, women in horror? Well, I definitely agree with almost every single thing that's been said. But I think like horror for the most part has always been a genre that's a little kinder to women, especially lately. Um, mm -hmm. I think that as you, we've begun, like moved out of like the 80s, starting in like the early 90s, and especially like modern movies we veered away from like torture porn of women and they're more protagonists and antagonists and movies are more of substance for women and the way they're written and depicted versus just being in the background being gutted um and I think like I personally prefer when women aren't just like the hero but also the monster so I've definitely appreciated the last few years we've gotten a lot more of that yeah i would agree i would agree uh kayla what about you uh where, where, where do you stand um i think that while film has had a lot of catching up to do in the way that women are portrayed i think uh with horror it has been ahead of its time with how it portrays women and i really think that with horror um there's some of the best cut like experience uh, how women experience things in horror like um with uh revenge uh in that rape revenge uh movie i think that horror really depicts depicts that the best way right yeah i would um yeah i also uh would agree so yeah i would i i, I think everyone kind of kind of hit it right on the nail uh here as far as as far as like uh what how how far we've come as far as you know not being uh damsels in in, in distress because that, that that definitely was a thing back in the 80s and like 90s and stuff like that because when you when you look at the evolution from someone like laurie strode in the halloween movies uh jamie lee curtis her character in the first movie she was that kind of damp like you know damsel and like screaming and then it, they went from like doing that to like in the early in the, in the late 90s they did h2o where she find that's when she really started to become the like the fierce kind of fighter against michael myers and then of course in the 2018 film um she's like she she also portrays that as well so i would i would definitely agree as far as coming coming up and up a long way for some of these characters so with that being said as far as characters i want to get i want to get into uh our favorites as far as uh favorite female uh females in in horror movies i'll start with Kristen. you have uh do you have any favorites in this genre yeah, I would say um, some recent ones that I've really loved have been uh, Samara Weaving in Ready or Not. I feel like that was a little bit of an underrated movie, but I love how they tackled it. With, it's horror, but it's also kind of comedy. And, um, you know, you're following her and she's saying the things that you're thinking when you're like, what the heck is happening? She's like, what is going on here? You know, like you really feel like you're you're um, you're kind of with her on this journey of like, what the heck? is going on with this family. Um, and I think that she just did an incredible job and I could definitely see her becoming like a future scream queen. I think she's just a phenomenal actress. And I also really loved us. Um, Lupita Nyong'o was robbed <laughs> of all the awards. She should have won everything. But um, I love that movie because I feel like we're seeing this 
the story that is so complex like not only is it like we're following social issues but through a horror lens but also this woman that we're following it's like who is is there really a bad guy or is this just about like these two women who are trying to like better their circumstances but are kind of stuck in these situations um you know being a tethered person um you know kind of switching places and things like that it's it's so interesting to see how you know like when you really think about it like were any of them really the villains of this story and you kind of get to dive into these like more complex ideas of like what does it really mean to be a woman in horror or to be a protagonist or be an antagonist um and i just find it so fascinating yeah yeah i would i would definitely agree especially by the end of the movie um they kind of played they kind of toyed with that as far as like this entire time can you really look at her at her character as the villain uh let's go to hannah uh what's some of your favorite uh women in horror uh yeah, uh going off the back of what um Kristen was just saying, she was talking about how like, you know, is there an antagonist or a protagonist? I think that Jennifer's body handles that really great with uh Needy and Jennifer. Um so they're best friends, but like the characters are like basically polar opposites and there's and the relationship there is like actually very complex. Um Jennifer Jennifer's body definitely goes through like, you know, um some themes with like sexuality and like power and friendships and uh, there's just there's a lot of <laughs> a lot more complexity than I think that uh, that a lot of people um, don't realize in Jennifer's body um, men in particular uh, <laughs> <because> <laughs> there's a lot of things in the movie uh, like the scene of uh, when Jennifer initially like gets kidnapped with um, the band uh, it's so it feels so real and it's so heartbreaking and it's absolutely terrifying uh, Megan Fox is so amazing in that um, scene by the way um, and I don't think that like anyone really besides like women will really uh, you know kind of relate to that feeling um, because uh, not to I hate saying this because like you know a lot of people are like oh but like men also do like you know have those feelings of, like you know being worried about like you know having something bad happen to them like like that but you know not every day really because you know everyone knows what i'm trying to say i don't want to like sound like insensitive statistically women experience it more yeah i don't want to sound insensitive (laughs) i understand what you're saying yeah uh but yeah needy and jennifer are amazing characters uh in horror and then also uh talking about that again with uh women being the protagonist and the monster um uh nina in black swan uh i love the uh the uh what, what's the word i'm looking for fuck i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i'm drawing a blank on the word uh i love the i don't know fucking something the word i'm looking for but anyway uh she's <laughs> she's striving all right <laughs> she's she's striving for per- striving for perfection obviously all of us knows that like you know, nobody can ever truly reach, like, perfection because it doesn't really exist. Um, and, you know, we, we, her character, she's relatable in a lot of ways, but also, you know, she is also the antagonist of the story because she's her biggest uh, villain. So I, I like the, I'm still struggling to find the word that I'm looking for because I know <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. So I'm just going to stop talking because I am drawing a blank. But yeah, those characters. <laughs> All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to Amanda. What about you? What are some of your favorites? Oh, man. Well, you know that my favorite horror movie of all time is Scream. So I have to bring up Sydney Prescott. Um, I adore her. Uh, she's just such a badass, but she's also like such a wholesome character. And I love her character arc in every single Scream movie, even in the fourth one, which is such an underrated film, in my opinion. Um, yes. I like, yeah, like I, not many people talk about because they're like, oh, it's like newer. And like, why did they come back and make a fourth one? But like, they're making a fifth one, so they're pretty smart. I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah. Um, hey, it's my second favorite Scream movie, so yeah, ashamed, yeah, ahead. exactly. And I just I love her. I love that she just takes charge and that she, like her entire persona. Um, she's very like reserved and vulnerable, but yet as you see um, her grow in the franchise, she just takes even more charge in each and every film. And like, I, I love her. She's my favorite, but also we have to take a look at Gail Weathers because she's a boss. And I feel like people don't really give her the credit. Um, so the tag team between Sydney and Gail and scream just really, you have to mention both of them together because they're just both fantastic. 
I absolutely agree. Like, I love, um, I, I'm so excited they're all coming back for Scream 5 because I love them both, especially when they get to the fourth film and they're finally actually working together, like, towards the end. Um, I really enjoy that. Um, let's go to, let's go to, let's go to Kenzie next. What about you? What's some of your uh, favorite women in horror? Well, I'm going to piggyback off this because I love Scream 4 so much. Um, I love Jill Roberts so much. I think not only did she make the movie more relevant because people now understand how to use social media to their advantage to for fame, and that's exactly what Jill Roberts does and like piggybacks off her cousin's fame and tries to make herself a victim. But um, I also just want to shout out Samara from the U.S. The Ring because she's creepy and I love her backstory. And I sympathize with her, but I also am terrified of her crawling out of my TV. Um, right, right. <laughs> and then um, I don't know if y'all remember that movie, You're Next. Oh, yes. 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 So I love her. I think her name's Erin. I love her yes. so much. She went from being just like a girlfriend being brought home to like such a certified badass by the end of the movie. And I feel like her arc was really natural. And I just walked away from that movie. Like maybe if I get taken to some boyfriend's home and his family tries to kill me, I know what to do now. Right, right. So yeah, I, piggybacking off that, like um, I love her in that movie. Uh, she's so great as far as like uh, from the from the jump. You know, she's just she's just a badass, and she's not one to be messed with. Basically, you took the wrong girlfriend to meet your parents, um, which is so. Uh, and then as far as Sydney Prescott, one thing that I love about the screen movies is that from from Jump Street. Uh, she was written to be a badass. She was always, she used to fuck Ghostface up. And I used to love that so much. She still did at, as far as like, as far as like Scream 4 came along. So um, I like that she didn't start off as the stereotypical kind of girl. She was like, a, maybe in the beginning, but that, that you know, she was just like uh, uh, pulling into the motions. But in the same movie of Scream, at towards the end, she just becomes very more... Uh, very like a lot more stronger than than what they were they were expecting as far as the uh the killers in that movie uh let's go to let's go to um kayla how about you what's some of your who's some of your favorites i'm just gonna be basic but i'll stay on brand so of course danny from midsummer and there's a lot of debate behind that because there's a lot of different readings of that film but i don't think that necessarily means that um i can't have my own reading of it and for as someone who watch that movie coming out of a toxic relationship where I was codependent, seeing her, you know, let go of this toxic relationship at the end was really cathartic for me. So that has to be a very big moment for me and very important movie to me, um, just because it makes me so emotional and it has helped me through a lot. But secondly, to say it even more on brand with Hereditary, we love Annie. Obviously, we love Tony Collette's performance, but also as someone who grew up never really wanting like marriage or babies, to see Annie's character um, go through this with her kids and her family and admit to things about like not ever really wanting to have children, um, it just seemed like such a different ex female experience to me that I think is really important that was brought to screen. Yeah, and we love Tony Collette, so I mean, we had to mention that. Of course, yeah, I 100% agree. She was so great in Hereditary. My favorite part uh, throughout some of her, like her performance throughout the entire movie is just so so well done. And same uh, same goes as like uh, Florence Pugh. Um, I think Ari Aster does a really good job as far as like uh, writing uh, writing his his protagonist and stuff like that. So lastly, let's go to Alyssa. Uh, who's some of your uh, what's some of your, who's some of your favorite women in horror? Well, um, being uh, last year, a lot of the ones that were on my list have already been said, um, so I'll try to uh, avoid uh, repeating those. Um, but one one semi-recent one that hasn't been mentioned uh, was uh, Vera Farmiga in The Conjuring um, as Lorraine Warren. Uh, I really like uh, her portrayal, but I love the character as well um, in, in the sense that she's you know, she is a protagonist, um, technically, but she's kind of, she's sort of on the outside as the investigator of uh, these various uh, hauntings. Um, and so I think she has a very interesting role and, and she plays it so well. There's um, obviously the, the kind of horror elements, but also her being 
uh, again, on that investigatory side of things, um, she definitely brings a different um, sort of uh, unique take to to that uh, with her sort of reserved, um, almost kind of scientific, logical approach. Um, and, and I also want to mention an older film. It's not super old. It's only 1990. Mm. But um, I got to mention Kathy Bates um, as oh, Annie Wilkes in Misery. Nice. Um, that is yes. one of my absolute favorite performances just in general, <laughs> either either um, or any gender, any, any genre. Um, her performance there is awesome, um, going from kind of this very sweet uh, savior type character to the all out um, insanity that, um, that that ends up becoming what Annie Wilkes is as the uh, story progresses. Um, but there are just, there's so many great ones um, that are out there. And so I, I gotta, you know, say that I agree with a lot of the ones that people have said already though Florence Pugh in Midsummer, Tony Collette in Hereditary, Lupita Nyong'o in, in Us um, with her dual role, Samara Weaving, Ready or Not, all of the movies everybody said have been excellent. Right, yeah, I 100% agree. Um, for me, I would I, I, I said to me what everyone said, you guys have all ch- chosen uh, choices that I would have. For more, for more like, um, I guess for a more like more recent I guess I would. I guess I, I really, really enjoyed what um, Elizabeth Moss did with uh, Invisible Man um, mm-hmm. and Shirley. Like she was really great this year. Um, a lot of people haven't seen uh, Saint Maud yet, but uh, Morfitt Clark and Saint Maud, she uh, was just amazing, and I really enjoyed her. Um, and yeah. then I want to shout out Possessor. I want to get the yes. name. Yes. Um, Possessor. What is her? Andrea Riseborough. Yeah, she was fantastic. I loved her. I, I really, really enjoyed her a lot in that movie. Uh, one of my favorite performances as far as from her in Possessor. So um, I would go there. Now, I want to raise the question of, uh, is there characters or just women that, because the theme that I that I, that I chose for this, uh, this five-part event is that we... We go from favorite, like as far as movies, and then least favorites. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to do like least favorite women in horror. But is there anyone in, is like any women in like a movie where you feel like they were, they were just not used to their capacity or like not used, not used to their like to how great the actress is or just just misuse or anything of that matter? Uh, Kristen, did you have anyone in mind as far as something like that where you just you watch the movie? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when it comes to like a director or a choice, they're just like, why did you why did you make this character do that? I think one that's recent that uh, kind of made me feel that way was The Craft Legacy. Um, mm, I think okay. it, it started off really fun. You know, I love the kind of like Gen Z, you know, kind of just like positive vibes that the film started out with. But I feel like they had such strong actresses playing the four witches in this film and they didn't really take advantage of them. They had no backstories. They didn't really have any personalities other than just like, we're having fun. We're being witches, which is fun. But, you know, I think in the original craft, um, you know, they each kind of had their own story and their own thing that they were dealing with. And in this, there were really no, um, I felt like there were not any real true stakes that they were going through. And also you're, you have like these actresses that are so diverse, you know, um, you have uh, Lovey Simone, who's a, a black woman. You have uh, Zoe Luna, who is a transgender uh, Latinx actress. And you would just think with a film like The Craft, you can really focus on, you know, different types of people. And it just felt like they were still related to being a side character. And our main focus was still on, you know, a straight white woman. Um, and I just felt like this was a film that they really could have, you know, they they talk about a lot of different topics. They talk about the LGBTQ plus community. They talk about toxic masculinity. And I just thought that they could have gone so much further in giving the actresses more to do and making the, you know, just building the world more and um, not having these really strong actresses of diverse backgrounds kind of just being more in the background, essentially, mm-hmm. to the story. So that was one that I was a little bit, you know, it, it was still a fun film. And I think that there could be potential to do more with it. But I was disappointed um, and was hoping to see just more um, from this project. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. I would. I would. I haven't seen the movie yet, but like, you know, I, I, I've heard. I've actually heard that argument here and there and whatnot. Uh, my the choice that that kind of came up to me, and I and I, and I, it sucks to say because you had the right kind of people behind it. I, I would say as mm-hmm. far as like the director and writers was last year's Black Christmas. Um, I, I, I did not like this movie at all, and I and I felt like, I, I think the premise of just having a sorority like like fight back a group of like individuals who are trying to take them all out is so cool. But like the script is like, it's just, it, it, it wrote a lot of those characters to be like really, really dumb. I just don't like that in any kind of horror, especially when it comes to like, because when it comes to like the female protagonist, because a lot of, a lot of guys are like used to that. So when they watch something like that, they're like, Oh yeah, that's how, that's how they should be wrote. They should be written and stuff like that. I usually just, I, I just enjoy that, enjoy that movie at all. And I felt like you had a great cast too, to just mm-hmm. do like a badass movie. Um, about a sorority who's just beating up people, you know, but you know, killers and whatnot. That's just like really cool. Um, let's. What about you, Hannah? Do Do you have any any instances where where like there was just a there was there was like a, a woman that was like mis misused in a horror movie? Uh, yeah. Now that my thoughts aren't all over the place. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, Bev in it chapter one in particular and in the later half of the film because in the first half of the film i think she's amazing she's one of the um one of my favorite characters uh and she's you know a big part of the story but then for whatever reason towards the end of the film where you know they actually get to like fuck pennywise up uh they're like okay well we're just gonna like you know make her float and make her be a damsel in distress and also they have Mm. ben kiss her for whatever reason uh (laughs) to wake her up uh which was just super weird and like kind of cringe so yeah uh that's the only one that came to mind for me really right yeah well, no, that was kind of a tough question but yeah i was gonna say it's a little less cringy than what happens in the book so I, i'd be okay oh well yeah i agree 100 percent. but even then it's like what happens in the book represents something completely different to what that kiss was so it's it still like feels like super out of place because it wasn't like a substitute for that they just like completely threw that plot line like out completely um so I don't I don't know why the kiss was there. I don't know why they decided to make her float it's and her really be the one random. and like yeah, be like the damsel really in distress. I'm like, okay, I, I guess so. But in it chapter two, I love her. She's great. Yeah. I, I think that's why I enjoy Stranger Things so much because because the main uh the main character is Millie Bobby Brown's eleven and she's the one that they're all running to for help. You know what I mean? Like I love all of that and she's never really used as far as like as far as like with the you know, the guy in the group that she likes, but like she's never really used to where like I remember in, in chapter one two, a scene that I don't really enjoy is when they're all at that freaking like like cliff or whatever and they're just staring at her. I'm like, this is this is awkward. So and they were all like kids. And I just thought that was all that was always just weird too. Well that's because um, they're all kids. That's not like sexualizing her in any way. Well of course yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it was just I thought that was weird. Um all right, what about um what about you, Amanda? Do you have any uh, thoughts or instances as far as like any misused women in horror I, I was thinking about Bev as well so like I concentrated on her mm. and now I, I no one else comes to mind other than her at this point um <laughs> but yeah she pretty much nailed everything that she said and I agree with her so yeah right yeah so what about like uh Kayla uh Kenzie or Alyssa you have any anything it's because I know I know it's a very like very vague kind of because it's not it's not done a lot but I know, I know, like some instances, it is done really bad. I know, Alyssa, you had some words as far as like bad. Yeah, and I have another one too. Um, another kind of going back, another older film. Um, uh, Judith O'Day in Night of the Living Dead as Barbara. That mm. is like the. Uh, it's such it's such a frustrating character because she starts off seeming like she's going to be like actually kind of consequential to the story um and she has this potential to be something she's one of the first people uh in in the group of characters that we end up with uh, kind of hold up in the farmhouse but she becomes sort of this catatonic character that does absolutely nothing she just stands there um or sits there and is unresponsive and is just I don't know, whatever, so scared and so traumatized that she can't do anything. And I mean, admittedly, there's a lot of other stuff going on in that film and a lot of other great uh, elements to it. But that character is just incredibly frustrating. Um, And I know that George A. Romero kind of felt um, uh, sort of guilty about that after the fact, after he kind of rewatched his own film and saw how useless he made that character. Um, And so definitely throughout the... um, 
you know, the the dead trilogy, um, he kind of improved the female characters. And then, you know, when we get to 85 with Day of the Dead, uh, the character of Sarah is like actually, you know, kind of badass. And she's she's one of the um, better characters in that film. So there's definitely been an evolution there. But definitely Barbara in Night of the Living Dead is one of the worst for me. Right. So. Last one I would say is probably um, the pro- probably this, it's gonna be it's gonna this is gonna sound really dumb for me because I was just standing this movie a few days ago. But the nun, um, Tasia Farmiga is such a is Wait. such a like, <laughs> it's, it's, well wait just let me get this out because it's such a it's such a like disconnect from how well that Vera Farmiga was used. Uh, so I just thought she was just there, and I thought that they didn't that the director and writers didn't really have a they didn't really know what to do with her besides just have her walk around and like look around halls and stuff. And I thought just Vera Farmiga was used so well in the Conjuring movies um, and whatnot. So yeah, that's probably one of, well, like like one one more last one that I had in mind. Um, all right, my, my 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 another question that I had was just uh, favorite sort of characters in um in women in horror like as far as like are you a fan are you more of a fan of like final girls or like protagonists as far as like or would you go to like uh antagonists like a lot of i know a lot of um a lot of my friends they kind of they kind of really really liked characters like you know when when they introduced like jennifer tilly and uh the chucky movies or or like a sydney prescott and stuff like that so um i'll go to kristen as far as like favorite type of female character in a in a uh, in a horror movie yeah i mean there are so many great options i mean final girls are so iconic so that's really cool and i think especially being able to see like twists on the final girl stories as we get you know into more modern times you know seeing characters like tree in um happy death day and how she's kind of like a a different twist on the final girl um or seeing characters like buffy who are very like um you know kind of the opposite of what you would expect in like those kinds of tropes you know where you know she's a blonde cheerleader who in another kind of story would probably be killed off immediately and instead she you know is kicking butt and taking names and I think those are the kind of characters that I enjoy seeing the the ones who are you know just gonna continue to fight for themselves and their friends and their family um and kind of seeing them go on these these kind of journeys of self-discovery to becoming like who they you know really are I think those are the kinds of um female characters that I enjoy watching. I think that there's something really empowering about it, you know, to see these um, these women, like, continue to fight off these these evil beings or these, these people who are trying to, you know, basically mess up their lives. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to come and mess up your life. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to continue to fight and um, I'm going to make it through to the end. All right. Um. Let's go to. Uh, let's go to uh, Hannah. What about you? Um. Favorite type of female uh, female character in horror. Uh. Yeah. Like I said in the beginning of the show, I really like antagonists because I feel like you know men are given that opportunity a lot of the time to like be the protagonist and get like kind of the fun role or the meaty role because you know that's usually what they are most of the time. So. Uh. And usually it. Uh, the antagonists are kind of like the most iconic part of the movies, like you know Halloween, Jason, you know Nightmare on Elm Street, stuff like that. So I personally i'd love to see more um female antagonists in mainstream horror because like when you do like talk about like uh iconic like horror um antagonists like the first ones that come to mind are all men so i'd love to see you know um some uh women at the forefront of that uh so yeah and i i just think that you know antagonists are really fun and like getting to see how like people portray them is super interesting um so yeah yeah i think uh it was a couple of years ago i was talking to christina um, and she was, she was, she said that, you know, when you think about like the, the classic monsters and stuff like that, as far as, well, not monsters, but more like the classic killers in horror, like the Jason and the Freddies, she's like, there's not a woman at that role, you know? And, and I, and then I brought up like, like killer reveals and she's like, well, that's not, you know, you already know that Michael Myers is a guy or like, you know, like, like, like Freddy Krueger and, and, and Jason and all of them, but there's, but there's not really a woman in that role. The closest thing that I can come up with is like Carrie, but I don't think Carrie's like a villain in the whole story. I kind of think those them kids deserved it, but like, so yeah, Carrie's um, yeah. definitely the victim in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be very weird to try and paint 
Carrie as <laughs> the villain. Yeah, so that's, that's why I was like, what? Because I mean, like towards like the the most of the movies, the way, especially especially the newer one, which I really enjoy, um, the way she's killing some of them. Uh, but as far as like as far as like that that kind of question, uh, there's not much as far as like you know like the iconic kind of kind of uh you know uh villain and, and like monster type of um character so yeah and like to, also oh, sorry go ahead, go ahead. uh also like killer reveals like if we're talking i guess the first ones that come to mind is like scream you know the original you know people who uh people who originated or originated yeah or originated <laughs> uh Ghostface was men so it's like it's not like a character that's you know uh just singular to a woman you know what i mean and a lot of the time that's how like the killer reveals are it's like it'll be like men a few times and then you'll get like the one female who like gets to be like you know the reveal Mm -hmm. so it's not like themselves yeah the one reveal that i had as far as like one of my favorite killer reveals was in uh was in uh like 1998's urban legend uh where that, that killer reveal was um was the best friend and i really really enjoyed that spoiler sorry but um yeah, so. you know what i'm really excited for though the the new freaky movie that's yes. coming out and how they're kind of gender swapping that um it reminds me of uh the hot chick slash yeah. freaky friday yeah. oh, um, yeah. jack black and uh jumanji yeah. <laughs> yeah so i think that's gonna be really cool to be able to see you know this woman being like this really sinister slasher and seeing kind of like the opposite of like this grown man being sort of the final girl, I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I know I know they had press screenings uh, the other day, but I ain't trying to do that right now. But um, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to ev- eventually watch it because I've actually heard some good things about it so far. Um, so let's go to uh, Kenzie. What about you? What are some of your favorite female characters? Well, I, like Hannah, prefer antagonists. I don't know what this says about me, but like growing up, I... I loved Final Girls, and then I was, like, as an adult, I have transitioned into, like, watching women murder people. I don't know what that says <laughs> about me. Um, like, I re- I was just texting Hannah about this. Like, I just rewatched Jennifer's Body last night. I think it's the third time I've watched this month. I don't know what's going on. Um, but it's just a lot. But I'm also rewatching The O.C., so seeing Adam Brody play this guy that's horrible – I, like, kind of wish I got to see him get kind of brutally murdered by her. I don't know what that says. Um, <laughs> but, like, I I just feel like, like you were saying, there isn't really, like, an iconic woman. Like, I was just thinking about, like, Freddie and Jason. Remember when they did that horrible Freddie versus Jason? Oh, my God. Jesus. But, like... We need a female like that, but I don't want it to be like a female Freddie or like a female Michael Myers. Like I just want it to be her own thing. But I don't know what like how that would happen now. But we need to figure something out, guys, because that would just <laughs> no, be agree, so yeah. cool. Like I don't want to see like the Michael Myers mask and a girl with like a cutout seeing her boobs. Like I want it to be her own thing. And we got to figure this out because I think there's enough to support that people would want to see that because yeah. the genre is more forgiving towards women and like writes women's better than most genres do. Not all the time, but most part. And like we all identify with all these final girls and all these other characters. And I just feel like that's something that would be really cool to see. And I want a franchise for her. So we got to get to work, guys. I mean, like, you can kind of just look at, like, how, like, iconic Harley Quinn is now, especially with, like, Margot Robbie. Like, I know, like, that's not horror, but, like, she's, you know, kind of an antagonist. um, Exactly. So, you know, I don't see why that wouldn't translate to horror because we have so many, like, great female antagonists in, like, indie horror movies, but, like, we don't have, like, a mainstream one. And, you know, it'd be nice to see that. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, all right, let's go to um, uh, Jesus. My internet is going in and out. Uh, let's go to Alyssa. What about you? Um, so I I like uh, I like the antagonists as well. I mentioned uh, Kathy Bates earlier, but I do also yeah. like protagonists. And we've been talking about antagonists a lot here in the last couple minutes. So I'll, <laughs> I'll switch back to protagonists uh, just to kind of mix things up, but. I like the um, protagonists that are more 
involved, I guess. Um, you know, certainly not the kind of damsel in distress uh, variety and not not even the ones that are kind of just reactive. I like the characters that are proactive, the ones that do things and aren't just trying not to necessarily be killed or be found or whatever, but the ones that are actually like doing things to get back at whoever is after them, you know? And so, um, uh, Kristen had mentioned, uh, ready or not earlier, uh, in, in this, uh, podcast. And that, that's a, I think a really good example of that type of character where, you know, she kind of initially is sort of like what, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. Cause it is an unusual circumstance or set of circumstances that she finds herself in, but then she really kind of goes, um, all out and really goes after, um, her, her, you know, would be killers. Um, and, uh, kind of another one that is sort of in a different vein, but kind of similar. And it's it's a movie that is, I guess, not um, just straight horror, but it's kind of, it has horror elements. Um, and that would be uh, Annihilation. Um, so that, oh, that's more yeah. sci-fi, but it does have some horror elements, especially with like the screaming bear and stuff. Yeah. And I think that one is really interesting because the you know it's essentially an all-female cast it's all female characters except for um you know oscar isaac who's you know not really involved with the movie too much um and so they you know this is a set of scientist characters who are very proactive right they're going out into um into the shimmer and and doing all these things and so i think um you know i like that kind of character and again i know that's not like a you know a straight up horror movie but i like i'd like to see something like that kind of transition into more kind of classic uh horror uh styled movies yeah i would agree um so i was i was doing i was doing like some thinking as far as like the closest again that i would come to like female uh villains probably the ring um it's very it's it's not it's not even close to like how how like freddie and michael and all of them are, are put up on that pedestal but maybe in the ring and then uh maybe in the first friday the 13th but they did turn the mother they killed the mother at the end and went to jason and the rest of the franchise i guess so i would argue um, the ring is a no because there's not really a character there it's just looks scary yeah <laughs> I, I, I tried i was like there's not that's why i'm like there's just none i know so, it's like, a yeah. activity <laughs> And I'm like, I mean, towards the end, I guess. <laughs> just you know, there's, there's not that one where you can I know. Just put your finger on it. I just so uh, we got sleepaway camp. Sorry, sleepaway camp. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can, you know. So grasping my straws right now. Trying. I'm trying. I, I found oh, a list. Oh, like, okay. Wait, 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 Esther. In um, the orphan. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a, that's right. actually that's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> that would be so yeah. bad. Oh, <laughs> what about the Grand High Witch in the Witches? I feel like that was like pretty terrifying. And the Grand High Witch in the Witches. Oh, oh I haven't seen that. Angelica Houston. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, Angelica Houston. Yeah. yeah. I agree and then, then Anne Hathaway just did the reboot or the remake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I can vibe with that. I wish Dakota Johnson and Suspiria, like, I wish Suspiria was bigger because that's a really good, like, choice in my mind to, like, mm-hmm. you know, antagonist. <laughs> I would, um, yeah, I, would, I just, I just, it's, it, it sucks. I went to, like, five different lists. Like, give me someone, like, someone that I can just, you know. The only one that I got was, like, Brian Frankenstein. I said, all right, I mean, whatever, but we need something, you know. Um, okay, let's go to uh, Kayla. What about you? What are some of your favorite types of uh, female characters in horror? Personally, I think horror is for the sapphics. I think that horror is such an exploratory genre that it's just so much easier to explore new things in horror. And obviously, like, the LGBT community isn't a new thing, but obviously is newer in film, and we still have so far to go. But I think that horror is the easiest way that it's been, like, we have Jennifer's body, and then we have Dracula's daughter all the way back in the 1930s. And then we have, you know, like, Margot and Alana Bloom in Hannibal. Um, So I think that I can't wait to see more sapphics in horror, because I think it's honestly that horror is for the sapphics. All right. And uh, (laughs) and lastly... 
go to Amanda. What about you? What's some of your favorite characters in horror? Man, everything's been said, and I'm sorry. I, and no, 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 I'm saying like I, I've been like sitting here listening, and I'm like, yes, you made that point, and yes, you're right, and like we need all of this. I love my final girls to death, yeah. Laurie Strode and Sydney Prescott, like day in and day out. Those are my like top two. Um, and what I love about Jamie Lee Curtis is that she came back again in like 2018 and she owned that box office which was incredible at her age like she broke box office records i remember that um and i love that we get two franchises with scream and and halloween that we have these amazing women but we do need more and i do agree that there needs to be an antagonist with a franchise as has been said previously i think that we need just more of everything because women truly do own the horror genre. And this podcast is proof of that because we've just mentioned so many things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, we want more, we want more of literally everything. We want diversity. We want so much more and we're going to keep pushing because I know it's going into like a, a fantastic direction in the future. Right. Oh, Notice how women give the best performances in horror movies too. Just saying, truly, <laughs> exactly. I like I I 100% agree as far as as far as that. Just like more more women directors as well in horror, and more mm-hmm. uh, more more final girls. And I mean like good final girls because a lot of dudes just like the worst kind of character development <laughs> with some of these people. Like I go back to Hellfest. God help me <laughs> when. when <laughs> When like I'm watching, I'm watching her hit the hit the killer with like some some prosthetic arm. I'm like, can you imagine Laurie Strode hitting Michael Myers with a prosthetic arm and then running away and not finishing the job? I just don't get it. So, um, they just we gotta do better. Women directors that. in particular, by the way, it's, yeah, yeah. The lack of women like directing in the horror genre is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And when we are given great like horror movies directed by women, they're panned and misunderstood by the studio. Uh, Jennifer's body. I am looking at you. Uh, yes. <laughs> fucking Fox completely obliterated the marketing for that movie. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, women and women directors in horror, please. I need it. <laughs> it's just women directors in general. A lot of studios just don't just give the backing of that. And I and I go back to this year's Birds of Prey and absolutely loving it, but then they just not marketing it the way they marketed fucking Suicide Squad. So I just don't get it um, because that movie was just so great, and I wanted it. I wanted them to get that kind of to get that that big number that all of you that you know that I like wanted like like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel and stuff like that. So I also I don't completely blame Warner Bros for Birds of Prey. By the way, I do just want to mention because it was in the start of coronavirus, and a lot of people don't like put that into that's consideration fair, yeah, when fair. talking about the box office <laughs> great point yeah it's fair um you know and the dudes the dude bros with this with this oh uh, yeah and the dude bros with like cancel culture but also like i don't think that they have that much like way over the box office as a lot of people think because they completely you know tried to boycott captain marvel and captain marvel made like a billion dollars mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Same. didn't really yeah, work uh- <laughs> so this Oh, I was just yeah, say, I'm not sure if you were if you guys were going to talk about this already, but I I'd be curious to hear what are some of your favorite female directors in horror. So I already had Ooh. one at least. I think American Psycho. Um, oh I don't yeah, classify mm-hmm. that as horror, but American it, Psycho. Yeah, yeah, the American Psycho. It was um Mary Heron. I want to uh, make so. sure I'm getting her name correct. And the Babadook. Uh, what's her name? Jennifer. Kent. Jennifer Kent. Yeah, that amazing. was good too. Amazing. amazing. Um, that's a great question. Anyone have any? Anyone have um, any? Um, well, I'm going to steal Hannah's answer and say uh, Karen Kusama. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Lim Ramsey, though. Oh, okay. There, yeah. I didn't even though, even though Lim Ramsey isn't, like, completely, like, horror, she does have a lot of horror elements to her films, especially, mm-hmm. like, we need to talk about Kevin, and there is uh, some pretty nasty gore in um, uh, You Were Never Really Here. But, yes, uh, <laughs> Karen Kusama. <laughs> like, I really hope they don't take away Dracula from her because I know it was like announced and then all this stuff has happened and like thanks COVID for ruining everything. But like, I just think she's done so many interesting things and even like um, the episode of The Outsider that she did, like it just proves like horror is a genre she's so comfortable with and can bring like such a different um, point of view to it because like I think like all of us keep talking about Jennifer's body and it's like all over Twitter every year. And like, I think the reason it has such a 
power of staying relevant is not only because it was written by a woman and it's hilarious and terrifying, but like you can tell a woman directed it and that like these actresses were so comfortable with their performances because it was a woman like shooting it and Megan and Amanda say it's their favorite project that they've ever worked on. Yeah. Like that's not, yeah. Like that's not a coincidence. Like it's because that makes a difference behind the scenes. And that's why like the sacrifice scene in Jennifer's body. Like, I don't think that would have happened if a man was filming the movie. No, you can tell like a hundred percent that that film is like a hundred, like through and through, like through a female perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So did yeah. anyone else have any um any any like um as far as favorite female directors? Um, I know that that I mean because it's it's not and it's not like it's not like their fault. It's just studios just won't, won't yeah. get these. Can get can we say Catherine Hardwick? I was yeah. thinking yeah. that. <laughs> I was thinking that. Oh my gosh! Wait wait wait! Which studio is Twilight? a female for the first movie and the fucking movies blew up and I they're know. like oh actually we're gonna have a man direct the rest fuck yeah. that oh my god it gets me so so pressed <laughs> she did the um, vampire thing so good and then yeah. it just faltered yeah he also directed red riding hood with Amanda yes. yes i was gonna say too. that oh great yeah, yeah. she's great yeah, yeah. But she's cool she's cool I, I would, I would also say the woman who did uh, Revenge, uh, Coralie Far Fargo. I think that's how you say uh, her name. Um, I haven't seen her do anything else, and I'm just like bummed because I thought there was a, a lot of great moments and scenes, especially the ending kind of battle thing with all the blood and whatnot. I thought that was like really cool, yeah. and I would love to see what you know, see her do more and stuff like that. So give her a bag, someone, please. Um, all right, I'm so- excited to see we the upcoming have- Candyman with Mia DaCosta. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Little yeah. Woods is so good. Everyone who hasn't seen Little Woods, go watch it. It's on Hulu. It's amazing um uh, yeah so i i think this con this this conversation led to my last and final question uh to everyone before we get off the air and that is just final thoughts on women in horror and what you want to see more of um i know we already kind of touched on it a lot and throughout this conversation but that'll be like my final uh just kind of lay everything out what do you want to see what don't what don't you want to see ever again as far as uh women in horror i'll start with Kristen. I just want to see us continuing to push the boundaries of of allowing women to tell their stories, um, allowing people of color to come in and tell their stories. Um, you know, I want to see more women that are villains, that are final girls, that are, you know, and, and seeing different types of women, you know, um, on on screen, behind the scenes, you know, in the studios, in the, you know, in criticism across the board. Um, you know, I think especially now we're we're in a really great time where like people want to see change they want to see different things and i think like the indie horror scene there's definitely a lot of that going on like we're seeing a lot of really unique stories and i would just love to see a lot of those projects become mainstream or you know see more mainstream horror projects um you know putting women in different light and and allowing us to see you know women of color in, in different spaces. I mean, I'm already excited for the upcoming uh, Scream where there's been a lot of Latinx ca- uh, actors cast yes. in this film. So, you know, I'm already like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to see some Latinos up here, like doing some awesome horror stuff. Um, and I just want to continue to see that affect the rest of Hollywood and the rest of, you know, all the different genres so that we're seeing more diversity, more authentic stories, um, more women helming projects and leading projects, and yeah, that's what I want to see. Okay, let's uh, let's go to um, Kayla. What about you? What are some some uh, some of the things that you want to see more of as far as women in horror? More sapphics, <laughs> but shout out to Saint Maud because there's some stuff in there that I like. <laughs> All right, Hannah, what's what do you, uh, what do you what are some of your thoughts? Something I'd like to see less of is the sexualization of women in horror because I feel like that's the role that we're giving a lot we're given a lot of the time, especially with like earlier horror films and I just it's it's tiring. We're over it. Um we're more than our bodies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Let's uh what about uh Amanda, what uh, what about you? What's some what are some of the things that you want to see more of? I low key want to see like like female vampires like i just want yes! like more of that i just want vampires to come back me too. Yes. i want i want a great vampire like ro- romance i want yes. it so bad <laughs> yeah. like Maybe i just want lucky- like, 
Vampires yeah, vs. the Bronx will be the beginning of that. I'm so annoyed yeah. that Robert Eggers isn't doing like Nosferatu like sooner. It's it's so frustrating. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I know. But yeah, like I I would love that. Just more just more opportunities for women as like Kristen like said beautifully, like everything she said I completely agree with. Um but yeah, just more opportunities for everyone. And I want freaking more vampires and i never thought it would say that because it was like exhausted to the point of like twilight and the vampire diaries back in the day it's a very long time ago if you really look at it um but um i want them back bring them back do it anything mythological like, i just want them to come back all women all the time always <laughs> um all right, let's go to Alyssa. what about you um yeah i mean kind of echoing what everybody said i'm i'm not super into the uh, vampire thing so i'll let uh <laughs> let manda be the, the advocate for that but all the other <laughs> stuff that everybody said um but yeah i mean i'd like to see more like like i said kind of at the very beginning of this podcast i think we've seen uh kind of this turn as as we've seen this sort of revitalization of the horror genre this last decade we've seen um kind of this improvement of uh you know female characters as well so i'd like to see that continue um but like we were uh kind of talking about throughout i would love to see uh, more uh, women as antagonists in horror movies. Um, I I like the idea that you guys had of having like an actual, um, you know, kind of uh, household name female uh, horror antagonist. Um, more uh, women directing horror movies. Maybe we could get um, this uh, sort of female antagonist franchise spawned and have it be directed by a woman as well. Maybe that's the, uh, the, the, the way that we need to go with this. Um, but yeah, just, you know, again, echoing what everybody's already said here. Right. And um, yeah, I would agree. Uh, lastly, let's go to uh, Kenzie. Um, what about you? Well, I'm definitely on board for this vampire resurgence. Um, <laughs> like, Twilight feelings aside, I would like to see HBO make a spinoff of True Blood for just Pam. Um, not sure if anybody watched it, but she's fabulous. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd like to see not only what everyone else has been saying, more female directors. And I'm obviously, like, starting to try to... I got to come up with our female antagonist that's going to start a franchise, guys. Yeah, um, I believe that. I really want to see more movies where, like, uh, Luca's Suspiria, all the characters were women and, like, the only male character was played by a woman. But I really liked seeing just, like, only women on screen. I know a man directed it and wrote it, but, like, it was really cool to, like, watch a movie that was only women, like, the mm -hmm. core group and i really liked that and finally please let horror movies sneak their way into the awards conversation yes i yes. have had oh, enough gosh. of this yeah. it's an, like enough is enough mm -hmm. like they need to get in can you imagine not nominating suspiria for makeup like come on explain Sick it and twisted truly <laughs> like yes. explain it makeup has been just like bamboozling to me ever since fucking suicide squad <laughs> <What>? <laughs> But yeah, enough is enough. We got horror movies need to infiltrate every category at the Oscars. This is the time. A hundred percent. I hundred percent agree. Mm -hmm. um, so I, as, as far as for me, really quickly, I, I sentiment women directors. Uh, as far as I don't, I don't want more final girls. I want more. Like I want more like Ellen Ripley's. Just give give someone a gun and let them just like kill some zombies or something i don't know um just something like cool like, something like, i don't know like the vampire thing i'm all for it. i hate twilight but like, listen i'm all we need a we need a scroll dwayne on twilight <laughs> listen i tried on the live shows i tried so hard to persuade wait wait, wait. do, I, wait, do I sense like a overwhelming hate for robert pattinson here you start Absolutely out by not. saying you didn't like the lighthouse. I what? swear to God, I think Dwayne is like <laughs> undercover, like <laughs> doesn't like Robert Pattinson. Did I hit my excitement for when he mentioned I am Vengeance? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, have you heard him talk about the Batman? He loves this guy now. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, listen. listen, I thought he had great hair and tenet, Okay, so <laughs> that's all you can get. The hair is uh, all that matters, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I would agree with everyone. Uh, more directors, uh, more antagonists, because like we need like a, a, a icon, you know, like I, we don't have that. Um, as far as 
ending this uh this 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 show here today a, a lot of a lot of my friends people that i dabble with critics do not realize that i i forget who said it but someone said that women are the forefront of this genre and it's the absolute truth every single movie that everyone has chosen on the past couple of shows whether it was like a favorite uh whether whether it was a favorite art house favorite slasher favorite uh paranormal at the forefront of each of those movies are women protagonists or a women or a, a final girl that everyone loved and connected with and stuff and i don't think a lot of guys realize that or even just creatures in general uh boy like 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 boy ghosts and all that shit does not creep me out more than like a more than like a woman with like some dark hair in front of her face and that being scared <laughs> annabelle was always much more scarier than fucking chucky i think chucky's a geek so I mean, <laughs> wait, I think- wait 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 the only um male doll that i like is brahms the boy He's oh like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bad. All the other boy dolls can go. Brahms can stay. <laughs> not Dwayne praising the nun, and now Kenzie talking about fucking the boy. Jesus. I am praising the nun. I said they. I said they cheated Chaser. I know, but you praised the nun all over Twitter. Don't try I'm this. About it, okay. Um, all right. So, uh, with that being said, everyone, I want to appreciate everyone who showed up for this podcast. I really, really do appreciate all of you for coming on and giving your thoughts. I think this show went really, really well, and I'm really, really proud of it and stuff. So, um, I'm gonna go around, uh, get everyone's plug uh, plugs and social medias. So, um, I'll start with Kristen. Let everyone know they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me at Kmaldo, K-A-Y-M-A-L-D-O on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. If you add a one at the end, I'm there on Instagram. And I also host a podcast called Pop Culture Planet that's all about diversity and inclusion in entertainment. So, yeah, hope you guys check it out. All righty. Let's go to Amanda next. Let everyone know they can follow you. Yeah. Um, so you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at AMXNDA Reviews. I also have my own YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Candid Cinema and my own website, CandidXCinema.com. And yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Of course. Thank you for coming on. Uh, let's go to Alyssa. Uh, yeah, everybody can find me uh, on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at uh, Mainly Movies. So that's mainly with an E, like the state of Maine. Um, and I talk about movies and, and do reviews and all sorts of things. And you can also find me on this podcast and other episodes as well. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A lot of episodes. Uh, let's go to Kayla. You can find me at Kayla, K-A-I-L-A underscore Ren on Twitter. And all my links are in my bio. And let's go to Kenzie. Um, you can follow me at Ken's Venunu, and you can also look forward to a new episode of the Robert Podcast and talking about Dwayne's favorite movie, The Lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I couldn't. I told you I couldn't get through Twilight. I told Hannah. I said I couldn't do this because like I, I hate Twilight. I can't do it. That so. sounds very sexist to me. Truly. <laughs> 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 so, I need that Batman one to come in. <laughs> I need that one to come um, All right. Um, let's go lastly to Hannah. At Movies and Cats on Twitter. And also, yes, please listen to our podcast because it's so fun. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people feel like, is that a joke? Is this is like an action? No, it's a I thing. I think a lot of people think that it's a joke. <laughs> okay. You, you think people think it's a joke, but the first Twilight episode, I was shocked how many people listened to it. Oh, my God. I listen to it and I, I like I listen, I like the podcast a lot. I think it's very different and very funny. When it was announced, I was like, Oh my god, they're doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our love of Robert Pattinson is just too strong. We need a way to vent that out into the world. <laughs> yeah, like every day I tell my husband, I'm like, you know if like Robert Pattinson proposed to me, I'd like divorce you and he's like, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> At least he understands. <laughs> yeah, like Cause of like the reason on our divorce certificate, Robert. Robert <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I told you his hair, his hair antenna is very spicy, so I liked it. So, all right, um, should have been the hair said, for Batman, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> said everyone, I really appreciate you guys for coming on again. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, I really do appreciate it. That is it for the, uh, the Killerthon. Uh, please make sure you go back to listen to parts one to through four uh very fun episodes and i'm really and i really appreciate you guys all for listening if you stuck stuck around all day thank you and yeah uh with that being said everyone uh my name is Dwayne, 
And that was Kristen, that was Kayla, that was Hannah, that was Amanda, that was Kenzie, and that was Alyssa. Oof. Um, we'll <laughs> the longest one you ever done. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.